Well, the Razorbacks are back in central Arkansas for basketball this Saturday, but is that a good thing? Do people like this game in central Arkansas? We'll talk about that as well as get into a question that was posed to me about the Razorbacks and NIL, and then a huge thank you and congratulations to us all. It's all coming up on today's Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I'm your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 103.7 TheBuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Head over to Bet Online where the game starts. Finally Friday, folks. You finally made it to this point. Congratulations. It's been a... Great week, an interesting week, and uh, a week of a lot of different uh, content coming in from football mainly, but also there's some basketball going on, and at least at the time of the recording of this podcast, which I feel like I say a lot, uh, but at the time of the recording of this podcast, uh, there was nothing that really transpired from yesterday, which was a lot of news as we talked we talked about and got into, to now. So we'll see if, uh, if anything changes today. I know Sam Pittman's meeting with the media today at noon, so get to get a first chance and first crack at Maybe some things changing up there too, but either way, uh, it's a uh, it's an interesting Friday today because you have a Razorback basketball game against Bradley happening here in Central Arkansas. Now, for those of you that don't know, even though some people think I'm from Texas, as a voicemailer, uh, let me know about. Um, I uh, I live here in Central Arkansas. I live in Little Rock, and this is where I work. I work at the 103.7 The Buzz, which is here in Little Rock. So. Um, this is, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm set up at. It's where I, I am hanging out and I've lived here for almost three years. And so it's been interesting though, cause I grew up in Fayetteville for those of you that don't know, I grew up in Fayetteville. I lived in Fort Smith for a little bit too, but, uh, I've lived in Little Rock. So I've kind of been as far as the main areas or at least the three biggest cities here in the state of Arkansas, I have lived in each one of them for at least an extended period of time. And I'll tell you. It's interesting to me to see the I'm trying to put this the way it doesn't like upset people. There is a certain like divide between the state. There's a stigma about how people in central Arkansas feel about northwest Arkansas people and vice versa, at least not for everybody, but at least in the ways that I've seen it. And I think that one of the biggest and most poignant types of arguments and debates came from the whole great stadium debate of playing games at war memorial stadium instead of razorback stadium and how it was this back and forth and then they try to get rid of it and then they haven't fully gotten rid of it but they are really close to getting rid of it but it's about to get rid of like all that that really just fueled a lot of the debates and a lot of the arguments that people had during the times of change in college football but even at that point in time I think that I've, and many others, have started to recognize and realize that the games, football games at least, in Central Arkansas and in Little Rock at War Memorial Stadium are coming to an end. I still believe that after 2025 and that game against Arkansas State, it'll be over. I don't think there'll be any more football games in War Memorial Stadium. There's just too much money up there in Northwest Arkansas to be had and to be lost by playing in War Memorial. That's my theory. I just think that's what's going to happen, but maybe I could be wrong. But that's, anyways, that's not the point. We're not talking about that. Point is, is that you do have other sports that play in central Arkansas and various other areas like basketball, men's and women's basketball. You have baseball that comes down to Dickie Stevens Park here. 
once a year, or in some cases, uh, twice a year, depending on how many games. So you just have a, uh, you have some, you know, it's a statewide deal. It's a statewide product and you go out and you get out throughout the state. And it's amazing how not many people for a long time cared about playing games or basketball games in Little Rock. The only thing I think people did care about is when you had big games happening in Little Rock. I remember Arkansas played Illinois one year in Little Rock. Like, and Illinois was really good. That was when Bill Self was there. And I remember they played uh, Oklahoma State in Little Rock when Eddie Sutton was the coach. And I think that was Frank Sproul's whole thing of like, I don't want, he didn't like former coaches coming and playing in Fayetteville. Like, you know, if you think about Lou Holtz in South Carolina, always had to play in Little Rock. And uh, Eddie Sutton in Oklahoma State always had to play in Little Rock too. So I think there was a little element there. But ever since that point in time, though, nobody's really cared enough about the Little Rock games or, saying, oh, let's start an argument and debate about this at any point in time up until recently. And I, from what I gather, it has a lot to do with the fact of not that the game is bad or that it's bad for the university or anything like that. It's mainly one of two things. People either hate the Little Rock game in, uh, in basketball because of the fact that Arkansas does not play very well in those games, and we know what they lost last year seems like they never play well in Little Rock, period, no matter what the sport is. And the other side of it is that's not on TV. And that's the thing that I think is the most misconstrued reasoning behind it. Some people blame Simmons Bank Arena. Some people blame Arkansas. Some people like people will just kind of throw the blame everywhere. And I thought that uh, this morning in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Bob Holt really uh, did a really good job of talking about this game and talking with Hunter Yurichek, the athletic director for Arkansas, as to why this game cannot be on TV. It's not going to be a telecast or streaming or anything, and nobody else is allowed to do it. So here's here's the reason why. And I'm, again, I'm, I'm quoting from uh, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette and Bob Holt's article. It says, as, the case, uh, as it continues to be the case that the SEC Network's form in 2014, this is the only game of the season that won't be televised. The game was not selected to be televised by any of the SEC Network partners because but because it falls within SEC network rights classified as an Arkansas home game, uh, it isn't eligible to be broadcast by a third party, you know, like flow sports or uh, local sports or whatever it is. Now, Hunter Yerichek says, quote, not all of our games in Bud Walton Arena are pick get picked up for television, but we have our own production facility built into Bud Walton Arena where we have our own cameras <clears throat> and our own crew that's there. Arkansas spent $7 million before the SEC Network's launch to provide television capabilities uh, to all of its sports venues and a studio and a control room that is built inside Bud Walton Arena. And it also goes in through about the, the different games that were broadcasted and how a lot of times it wasn't the SEC Network that broadcasted it. It was actually Arkansas that was broadcasting it, but they picked the feed up from that to stream it onto the SEC Network. And your check goes on to say that in order to broadcast or stream a game from Simmons Bank Arena... <clears throat> There would be a significant expense, several thousands of dollars. You'd have to rent a production truck. You have to hire a crew to come in and do the game and put it on the SEC network or ESPN Plus. There's not a third party that could come in and do that like Cox or a local television station because the SEC owns those rights. He says, I don't know how many people across the state are going to miss seeing the game who, if it were available, would tune in at Saturday at three o'clock. I don't know if that's hundreds. I don't know if it's thousands. I do know that there are a vocal few that express their disappointment in the game not being TV or streamed. Uh, but I think that they're also understanding of, or many are understanding why that's the case. So for those of you who had are like, like curiosities and questions about why this was the case or why it's not being streamed and whatnot, 
there you have it. It it's comes down to money. And it comes and it's a, and it's an understandable thing. You know, people will be like, oh, several thousands of dollars. That's a you know chump change for Arkansas and for, for doing all that. I mean, you can look at it that way, or you can look at it in the perspective of the U of A saying, well, it's one game and it's against Bradley, and it's a game that we want to make sure it gets sold out, which I mean, if it was on TV too, I still think it would be sold out, but gives extra incentive to go to the game. And it's just a lot less work to have to deal with and a lot less money to pay for. And then they like to bring in a whole crew, especially, uh, you know, for a game like this where it's not in Fable, they'd have to put their entire crew down there. Or if they tried somebody else to come in, like it would be quite a process and a lot of uh, not only money, but manpower and a lot of work and effort to try to make it happen for a game that honestly, uh, you know, is not needed to be on TV. Like this is a game I think has actually got an element of coolness that it's not on TV. Maybe I'm the only one that feels that way. Uh, but they still have it on the radio broadcast, by the way, on 103.7 The Buzz, if you want to listen to it there. But I actually like the fact that it's not on TV. I do. I understand that if you're not going to the game, you want to see it and all of that. And I get that part of it. But it gives that old school feel where this is just the way it is. And this is, you know, the way that we used to be before people could, always watch the games it puts, puts a little bit like exclusivity into it as well and so i'm i'm fine with it and i have said many times that i am fine with having games from basketball to baseball to you know any sport being in not only in central arkansas but anywhere across the state as long as it's not a game that's like is a huge game I don't believe that you should have some of your marquee games ever in Little Rock or anywhere else besides Fayetteville. And I don't think Arkansas is ever going to look at that, but that was something that used to be the case. You know, you used to play LSU football in Little Rock. I mentioned the basketball games. You played Oklahoma State and Illinois in Little Rock. Like, those are things that should not ever happen again, and I don't think they will. So I think that there's just a nice balance and a nice medium there that's met when it comes to this game being there and – I know that the the Razorback basketball team is just going to approach it as, as a neutral site, even though it technically is a home game. And technically there will be, you know, 17,000 or however many people fit there in Simmons Bank Arena. That will be chock full of nothing but Razorback fans. And they'll be calling the hogs and all like all of that's still going to be there. But you got to treat it as a <clears throat> as a travel game. You got to treat it as a game that you're uh, getting focused in almost like. Uh, you know, the Tulsa game last Saturday, which is just kind of funny because Tulsa is actually closer to Fayetteville than what Little Rock is technically, but still it's, it's fine. It's good. I like it. I don't mind it. I get the thing not being on TV or not being streamed. Cause let's be honest with the way that we do things nowadays, if it's not on TV, we lose our minds and it seems so totally unfair. Totally get that too. But I think that this is not a battle that needs to ever be fought. Like nobody needs to go to battle to try to fight it out over whether a game for basketball, men's and women's baseball, whatever it is, gets played in Little Rock or gets played in Fayetteville or anything like that. Honestly, I think it's kind of cool whenever you can play games in, in different areas of the state. And it's just like, and you think back to how crazy it was at one point. Like Arkansas played Michael Jordan in North Carolina, the number one team in the country, and they beat them in Pine Bluff. Could you imagine right now, and the number one team in the country, I guess is Purdue, but you know, say whatever it is, number one team, non-conference game. Could you imagine in this day and age having Bud Walton Arena, the campus and students and all that and be like, hey, uh, okay, by the way, everybody, I know you're excited about us playing the number one North Carolina Tar Heels this year, but uh, we're actually going to go and play it down in Pine Bluff. 
Could you imagine the reaction that would happen and the uproar that would happen? That's different. That's not what this is. I'm excited about the game. I can't wait to be there. I know a lot of you are going to be there tomorrow as well, too. It's going to be a great crowd. And Arkansas had a better showing against Oklahoma this year than they did last year. Let's hope they have a better showing in Simmons Bank Arena this year than what they did last year because I don't want to see that ever, ever again. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. So get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball World Cup, They've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those over at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get all of your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more over at BetOnline, where the game starts. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so continuing on with the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, uh, this was something that was a question that was posed to me on social media just two or three days ago, I believe. And I tried to go back into the replies and see who it was, and I apologize. I can't get you a shout-out because I couldn't find it, but uh, you weren't the only one that was asking about NIL with Arkansas because uh, this is the thing that has really changed college sports and college football tremendously and it gets talked about a lot, especially during portal season. Everyone's like, okay, well, is this guy portaling because he wants a better NIL deal? Is he portaling for playing time? Like, it, It's a whole other element of the college game. And I know that there's a lot of you out there that hate it. You think it's ruining the game, all of that, which, again, I totally get that side of it. I don't look at it as it ruining the game at all. Because at the end of the day, to me, and this is just maybe my very simplistic way of looking at it, but to me, at the end of the day, if you're looking at uh, Arkansas, for instance, if that football team out there on the field wins a national championship, I don't care how much they were paid because it's worth it to me. And at the end of the day, they're still going to be wearing that Razorback logo on their helmet. They're still going to be wearing that Arkansas lettering, still going to be wearing those colors. They're still going to be playing in Razorback Stadium. They're going to be Razorbacks. At the end of the day, that's what matters. I don't care how much you're getting paid. I don't care how much, like, what they're doing in their academics. Like, none of that matters to me. What matters to me is are they winning and are they being successful and are they doing it while wearing Arkansas and being Arkansas? That's what I care about. So I've never had a problem with the NIL and, and you know, how it's changed the game. It has changed it, but I don't think it's changed it for better or for worse. I, well, in some cases, maybe better, just depending on it. But I'm still going to watch the games. I'm still going to watch the Razorbacks. But – what is it like for Arkansas, though? Is the NIL good for Arkansas? Because you hear these stories about these certain schools that can't keep up, that can't put the money in where they're, where they're supposed to or how they're supposed to and what they're doing for it. And then you see players leaving and you see players not, not, not getting a whole lot of uh, incentive to stay. And then you even have coaches coming out and kind of saying, hey, you know, we're, we're doing this and they're doing that, blah, 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 whatever it is. But – I believe that the NIL at Arkansas is tremendous because of what I've heard, what I've seen, and comparing it to the rest of the landscape in all of college football. Think about it this way. Arkansas was one of the very first schools to really, the day that it became official that you could do NIL and make money on NIL with college athletes, Arkansas was one of the first schools to jump on the opportunity. And they hammered it. They they put up their own organization for it. They put people in charge of it. They they formed it. 
they went after it, they got after it, and they made it as not something that they resisted, but something they embraced. And they did that right off the bat. And I look at that as sheer evidence that if you're a school that's not very good at NIL or don't have the means to be good at NIL, you're probably not going to jump at the opportunity as soon as it happens, like Arkansas did. And now you see a lot of the type of recruits, not only in football, but in basketball too, and the players that are coming in that have really been elevated to another level. Like basketball, we know. And I'm not saying at all that the only reason that any of those players that are on the Razorback basketball team are there because of NIL. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that we'd be naive to think that it doesn't play a part. Like, I think that, yes, they want to come to Arkansas because they love Eric Musselman. They love his coaching style. They love wanting to go to the pros. They want to play for a great team with great players. All of that. And it can be also true that they have great NIL deals. It could be true that way too. So I think because of like looking at basketball and even in football, which say what you want about it. I know people were frustrated this year. I get it. But seeing the players that they got out of the portal, these five-star caliber athletes out of the portal that they normally wouldn't have gotten before or maybe not have been interested in, they came to Arkansas. I think part of that probably has to do with NIL opportunities. Because Arkansas is really, really good at it. They have a great NIL program across the board. And I think that there's a reason why you see starting quarterbacks leaving certain schools. Not Arkansas, not KJ. There's a reason you see so many transfers uh, of key players. Like, I'm not just talking about one or two. I'm talking about a lot of starters leaving certain schools and going to, quote, bigger schools. Not really doing that at Arkansas very much. I mean, again, you're going to have some here and there, but you're not having those major issues at Arkansas. So putting all those pieces together and just looking at it through the lens of, okay, if you're a school that jumped on at the first opportunity, you're not having mass exoduses of great players left and right. You're bringing in very high-level, talented, elite players to come in it shows me that the NIL is doing just fine for Arkansas. And it's not a surprise. And I love it because here's the biggest thing about it, folks. When it comes to the NIL, here's the biggest thing that people have to understand and realize. Arkansas has a lot of money. It's a university that has a lot of money with a lot of great boosters who love their Razorbacks. Companies, businesses, individuals, so many people out there that love the Hogs, love the state love the athletics, and want to make the program great. You have a lot of that up at the U of A. And because of that fact, it has been able to open up new doors and new opportunities for you to get players that you normally would not have had a chance to get before. There are players out there that are five-star caliber athletes that 10 years ago, Arkansas wasn't even a place that they knew where it was. It's a flyover state to them. You know, it's the place that they drove through to get to Alabama. That's what Arkansas was to these kids. But when the word gets out and it starts circulating when these kids are in high school or whether in the portal or whatever it is, when word starts getting out that these kids are looking at, okay, well, I want to go someplace I can be great. I want to go someplace I can go pro. I want to go someplace I can play right away. But I also want to go to someplace that has good NIL opportunities for me. That's going to eliminate a lot of the schools that they would normally consider. 
And even the schools that they normally would consider that has great NIL, Arkansas ends up being in the mix. You know, you, usually it was just Bama, Georgia, LA, like all of these great schools that with these great recruiting and, and great, um, you know, facility, all that stuff. And Arkansas wouldn't even be a thought, but because of the NIL, Arkansas is in the mix for these kids. Now, are they going to get all of them? Have, have they gotten just the number one recruiting class yet? No, they haven't. And I don't know if that will even happen ever under NIL because it's still extremely competitive with a lot of people. But I just like the fact and love the fact that Arkansas is now in the mix. They are in the conversation. They're getting like Jaden Hazelwood and Drew Sanders. I don't know if they would have come to Arkansas if it won for the NIL opportunities. I'm Again, that's just me guessing. I don't know for sure. I don't have any evidence, but that's just me guessing. But because of that, you have opportunities. You have chances. You have a way to build a team and to build a program and to get great players that you normally wouldn't have gotten. This has done nothing but help Arkansas. The NIL has helped Arkansas tremendously. It's hurt some of the bigger schools, and it's even hurting some of the smaller schools. I still, from what I understand, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Kentucky, those are the types of schools that are struggling in NIL. Arkansas is not one of them. And thank you to all of you major boosters and money makers for making it possible. We so much appreciate you. Folks, we know it's a holiday season, and with that holiday season comes a lot of parties. I know I was at a Christmas karaoke last night. I sang Elvis. It was cringe. Do not watch the video if it ever gets out there. But it was a lot of fun. And, you know, there you go to these parties, and you go to everything that uh, goes on in the holiday season, and, you know, you're hanging out with a bunch of people. You put back a few drinks, and then a few becomes too many, and then as the evening comes to an end, people start to head out. You think of calling for a ride, you think of calling Uber or whoever, but you're like, nah, I live close enough. This is no big deal. I can just make my way home. But what are the odds you're going to get pulled over anyway? Let's be honest. I mean, even if you do, what's the worst that could happen, right? I mean, your insurance goes up. That's no big deal. Lose your license, lose your job, total your car, even kill somebody. Everyone knows the risks of driving drunk, and the results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still does not stop everybody from getting behind the wheel when they're under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads just to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. As you can tell from the little graphic and my stupid picture there, uh, we're number one. We're number one once again. I have it in the ticker down low. I have it in my little whiteboard up behind me. I have tweeted about this. I put it on Facebook, on Instagram. I put it everywhere. I'm screaming from the rooftops because once again, the Locked On Razorbacks podcast is the number one Razorbacks podcast for the second year in a row, and it's not even close. I am like yesterday, I got so emotional seeing that. Like, and you know, some people may say it's a little vain to keep putting it everywhere, but no, I'm I want to scream it from the rooftops that this is the number one Razorbacks podcast of all time, not for the sake of bragging, but the, for the sake of appreciation. That's how I look at it, it's because. You know, for me, it's a like, I am so blessed and I am so fortunate to do what I do. I say that all the time, but I can't reiterate it enough. I am so thankful. Like I think about my journey. I was just talking to a lady I met last night 
um, that was asking me about my journey in radio. And I was just going through it. And I'm like, it's incredible. It's incredible how blessed I am and how fortunate I am. Because there's a lot of people that want to be in this position and, and do a job like I do. And, you know, they can never break through or, you know, they have obstacles. And not to say I haven't hit obstacles myself, but it's just something I can't take for granted. And I'm very fortunate to be able to do this. And when that happens, when, you, when you're doing a job like that and you, you work and you, uh, you know, put in the hours and everything and you make a living on it, because I do make this is how I make my living. You know, it, it's it's always something that's great, but it's it's taken to another level whenever you go through the job and, and you're in this position and then you hear that you're number one. And then you see that you're number one. You see that you are the most listened to podcast when it comes to Razorback sports in the entire world by far. Like that, like that's awesome. Like that is just such an awesome feeling. And I know that everybody without with your jobs too, I'm sure you can relate where, you know, if you put in some hard work and determination and, and you go through everything and, you know, you're just trying to make your way through the the, the life that you go through and, you know, when you get recognition, or at least you have some sort of way to showcase that, hey, you're doing a great job, it means a lot to you. And it means a lot to me too. And it's just nice to have that because I do put in a lot of work into this. I do love it, but I do try really hard. I put a lot of effort and I'm not trying to say that I'm some sort of victim or anything in this regard. So don't take it that way. But just knowing that every single day I have to bring a lot of energy not only for my podcast but for my radio show you're talking i have to speak i have to actually talk about stuff for three hours or so a day you know just talking uh, about sports which again i love it i love it i'm not complaining about it but it's a lot of work and there's some days where you just don't have it you know and you don't you know you, know, you go through personal stuff in your life and there's just things that are out of your control that makes it so tough and so putting in the work uh, day after day sometimes can even wear on you just like a lot of you understand but when you see that you know some type of thing like this where uh we end up being number one is just man that's it makes it all worthwhile it really does and i wouldn't be here and i wouldn't be number one if it wasn't for each and every one of you like the the listens the subscribers the people that fall on social media that interact with me and everything i just man i can't tell you how much i love it and how much i appreciate it because it wouldn't mean anything if it wasn't for you. Like if I didn't have all of you listening and watching, it wouldn't mean anything. It wouldn't, it would just be, you know, me sitting here with my thumb up my butt, just looking at myself in a camera, you know, like it wouldn't, it wouldn't mean anything, but because I work for an incredible, incredible company in Tegna and the locked on podcast network. And because I have an incredible amount of great and awesome Razorback fans that listen and subscribe and, Everything, it just, again, it just means everything to me. It really does. And so for two years in a row, this is the number one Razorbacks podcast in the world. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Oh, man. So, I, again, I just wanted to appreciate and say thank you. Thank you to each and every one of you. I'm trying not to get too emotional about it. It's tough, though. But uh, it's hopefully we can go into year three and make it the third straight year of Locked on Razorbacks podcast being the number one Razorbacks podcast in all the world. I'm going to work very hard to do it. Can't wait for 2023 and what's going to be in store. So, but yes, thank you to all. Love you all. 2023 is going to be great. 
All right. So thank you again. Appreciate everybody listening into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.